0: Johnson, this is uh, our third episode of Resilience, our resilience series. It's been great talking to you. Uh, it's been great interacting with some uh, people and getting feedback also. Uh, if you are watching this for the first time, we recommend you also to watch the two other videos that we have produced. It'll be great to hear your story, to hear your uh, uh, comments, to have your comments, and share and like, and also subscribe to the channel. Uh, and today, it's a very it's a, it's, a, it's a topic that is very close to my heart. is exercise, fitness, and resilience. So let's talk about that. Let's also talk a little bit about your journey, and or uh, let's talk about our journey into fitness. I remember that um, uh, years ago, I think I was probably much fitter than I am today, and I was like challenging you to, hey, come on, let's do it, let's run, let's this. And and now I think you are kind of a, a, a much fitter than I have ever been. I don't know. But looking at you now and looking at what changed in your life, the changes that, that happened in your life in the past uh, a few years and where you are today. And, and it's amazing to see that. So I I would like to ask you, um, what is, has been your personal experience of exercise, of fitness and resilience?
1: I have to say, I, I do remember I had awful memories of 2014. When I was trying to do a dissertation and you came to visit and all I could hear was uh! Uh! As, as you found some sort of heavy stone to lift and then you got off on that bicycle and I could see you pedaling away and I thought a cheeky sod. I'm trying to work <laughs> harder and he's making me feel bad. Well, and those were, those were the days. I thought, yeah, but I have to get over that. So you were actually a, a huge encouragement on, on that. So for me, um, the I, I've always um, throughout my my years. So when I was in my thirties or forties, and I used to read all these horror stories about people who thinking, ah, oh, man, I need to lose some weight. Man, I need to get fitter. I need to do this. I need to do that. The horror story about it all is is the stats, and the stats frighten me more than anything else because the the fact of the matter is if you're trying to lose weight, the odds of you losing and keeping off weight are pretty bad because 60% plus of people are are unable to maintain the same weight loss even if you, you lose the weight. This, this goes somebody a contestant on a big TV show, you know, Biggest Loser or, or whatever. And what scared me the most is thinking, ah, I don't want to, to yo-yo. So a lot of the times I just put it off and put it off. Until it came to the point when um, I had a period of episode, an episode of illness within the family. And I had to help look after a family member who who got pretty ill and when when you're living with someone who who's ill and you're thinking yes i can do this for you i can do that i can help but i found that my brain was going to mush because this this situation overwhelmed me it was all that i could see so i thought man i need to get out i need to do something And if you happen to be living in in the UK where where there's a lot of rain and it's cold and all this sort of stuff, mate, you know what? Um, It was a pure gym. We we had an offer on for for joining the gym at a reduced price. Great. Well, it's it's low cost. It's easy. It's fairly easy access. It's 10 minutes down the road. I'm going to do that. So I started actually working in the gym. And over six months, eight months, I found that hey, it was getting a little bit easier. It was something that was a bit more interesting. So I had I had some kind of motivation that moved me beyond the, the kind of, of fear that I had of, of, you know, going up and down and yo-yoing. But also I had you know, found that when I did these sort of things, it it made a lot of difference to the other part of my life. And I think that that was the first choice. It's figuring out, yeah, I now choose to do this and I have enough motivation and and I can take some action that that led me to to make some sort of momentum in that direction. So,
0: so by by what you said now, there was there was a trigger. Something triggered that. Yeah. And in, in your case was a family member. Yes. Right. Um, so, so the two things that came to mind. One is that we, we, we spoke, The last episode was about nutrition, yeah, and resilience, and now we're talking about fitness. But when that happened in your life, did those two components came together, nutrition and fitness?
1: Yes. Yes, it did, because um, it. In in one fell swoop, I I became at least for me, who's who's interested in this, almost food police and exercise police. So on a personal level for me, but in the person I was trying to to help look after, I need to try and say, well, how do I maintain or maximize or have the most efficient way of of helping that person? So I, I'd be investigating. From a nutrition perspective. So all that we've talked about in a previous episode is, is based on research. And now I've started to experiment first with with the, the gym work, uh, and then start to educate myself with with so how does this thing work to help not just myself, but other people along the way?
0: No, no, it's very interesting. Um, I think my 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 journey to fitness. Uh, it's very similar, but I actually, and also one of the reasons why I I decided to start Momentum, Life Choices, and I I came to you, and and we we we've always been talking about that for for many years, uh, that we should be doing something uh, to help others. But for me, the journey started with fitness, and it started with fitness and nutrition because I saw my father uh, uh, dying in front of me, and he died in front of me at a very young age of purely bad choices. What did what did it kill you? What what you know what killed your dad? His choices. So for yeah. me, everything that happens to us is down to the choices that we make. And in the case of my dad, it was the choices that he made with food and nutrition and fitness. So I decided yeah. I don't want that. That's not what I want for my life. I'm gonna go and move away from that and start exercise. So that's what took me to to fitness levels and and even after that it was a a whole process that we can talk in another episode but i think and and i think i've never went back to the levels that i was uh, at that time and uh we we might go even a little bit up and down but it's much more steadier than it has ever been since i made a decision back in 2010 that i would not live that life so, but the trigger is very important. That's when I come back to it. The trigger what the motivation why why did you actually start that journey, and there's always that trigger that makes you change.
1: Yes, I think that's so important to have if as somebody once said to me, "If your why is big enough, what becomes what and how becomes minute in comparison mm-hmm. so if if the why of I need to get to the top of that mountain is is, is huge, then how I, I will get there by hook or crook because it is too important. And so the the why of yeah this personal change this this either fear in my part or seeing something happen in your family is is way too big a situation that it it almost. I wouldn't like to say it forces you, but it it impels you to to make that first step and to keep going, because mm-hmm. that drives you more than anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard once. Um, I was watching a documentary of of uh, with the um, King of Rock and Roll, Elvis, and um, and he was saying that what killed El- Elvis K- ate himself to death. So um, and then this, that it happens a lot, you know. If you're not happy with something in your life, and then the nutrition and then lack of exercise and those components like shape all your choices.
1: Yep. And yep.
0: isn't even recently talk uh, watching a talk on um, what happens if you stop eating sugar for two weeks? Mm-hmm. So so it changed the, your whole life, you know. Yep. And then one of the components that one of the elements with my family is the sugar addiction. Yeah. You know? That takes my dad to, to become a diabetic. And then that, that triggers a, a whole lot of, of side effects. And then he goes down the hill. And you were a doctor. You know what happened to 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 diabetic people. And that runs in my family. So I say, I need to do something about that. Yeah, you know, Losing weight and changing your lifestyle. So let's go back to it And that also talks about resilience. So let's bring back to resilience. What is the science? Tell us about the science behind exercise and resilience.
1: Okay. So... I'm gonna start with with food again because that's my favorite topic.
0: Okay, that's good. That makes the two of us.
1: So we'll move we'll move from food, in in into hormones. So one one of the the key um, bits about what you eat is the amino acids that are essential for you, and one of them is tryptophan, and tryptophan is a is in a small but essentially amino acid. And what it's responsible for is making things like melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. It's responsible for for the production of vitamin B3. But what I want to look at and focus on today is the idea that that tryptophan is is the key building block of serotonin. And as we mentioned in a previous episode, serotonin is is like a drug that makes you happier it makes you calmer it helps you to be more focused and it it reduces your anxiety levels so that you're more emotionally stable and this key hormone is what we need in order to be resilient because let's face it if you're happy if you're calm you're, you're less on the sympathetic drive and the, you're more in the parasympathetic. So you, you can look at life, you can look at decisions in a, in a clearer manner. If you're anxious, all this sort of stuff just, just drives you. So you, it, it's hard to think clearly. And where I come to in terms of exercise is exercise has been found in the last few years is one of the key ways in which your body converts tryptophan to serotonin if you want to be happier if you want to be calmer if you want to have more serotonin in your in your brain then you need to change the tryptophan that you've eaten into serotonin and nothing and nothing else does does it greater than exercise it is so important
0: Yes, I know I, that's that's absolutely great. Uh, I have experience with that also. Uh, I just want to draw attention to something because we, we, we talked about triggers just a moment yep. ago. Yep. But um, I like, like um, Jim Rome says that um, motivation can get you started, but discipline gets you all the way. So correct. the trigger is important to begin with, yep. motivation. But after that, you need to develop a habit, the discipline of doing it, correct?
1: Oh, without that, will be like
0: bad weather. There will be like a, a day where not, you know it don't feel like you want to watch TV or you want to. You come back late from work, so so discipline is very key. After you go past motivation, to develop the habit of pushing yourself to yeah. do correct.
1: Oh, without a doubt. So that's that's why you know for me it's like there are days. I, I well, there are some days you don't even feel like getting out of bed. To be honest. And you're allowed, you're allowed these little blips because, come on, we're human. And what, what I found helpful is, is doing this stuff, looking at, um, I might be a little bit nerdy on all of this stuff, but I call it research instead of nerdiness. It, it sounds better. So this,
0: this Johnson, It's okay to be a nerd, okay? We are in a family here. We, it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: But I've looked at the work of um, James Clare on Atomic Habits. I've looked at um, BJ Fogg's stuff on on, on um, tiny tiny, tiny
0: habits. Yeah, tiny
1: habits. Yes. Mm-hmm. So James Clare and and, and BJ Fogg, um, their work is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And what I what i found is is one of them says is in order to to build a habit you got to make things easier. So the importance of, of all of this is, is habit building, especially with exercise. And I'll, I'll give you this as a little tip just along the way for the days that you don't feel like doing anything, is what I've done is I put a set of dumbbells at the bottom of my bed. And every time I get up, I'll, I'll put my feet in the ground, I walk past those dumbbells, and I, I think, right, I'm going to just do five, one, two, three, four, sort of dumbbell rows on one side and then on the other side. So it's it's like you make it so, you, I'm sorry, if you want to get to the bathroom, you need to walk past those dumbbells. If you're going to walk past those dumbbells, you might as well do something with them. So that starts to build that exercise habit from the minute you get up in the morning. And I think that's so important because let's face it, at the end of the day, like you say, you're tired. Okay, well, if, if you can set something in motion, if you can get that, that rhythm in motion, where let's say, I think James Clear talks about it in his book, where you make it so easy to go to the gym, where you can't avoid it because if you're driving to work as you we used to, you can put all your, your kit in the car. So you don't have to come back home. To, in order, so you don't break a routine. Or if you you you're not driving, you put all your kit by the front door, so that you pick it up as you go out the door. It it makes makes everything more possible. If you can line it up, if you line all the ducks up in a row, it is easier to do it. So make absolutely, it, make it as simple as possible, so that the hard stuff. You don't even think about the hard stuff because it all just flows like water downhill.
0: So um, by what you say now, we can treat all these anxieties and uh, also depression with exercise. Um, Is that what you're also saying? Can you treat depression with exercise?
1: Without a doubt. The experiments have been done um, comparing antidepressants and exercise. And so what they did in one study is that they gave people antidepressants and then they gave another group of them just pure exercise and then they combined antidepressants with exercise. And over a period of about four months, guess what? They found that all four groups ended up at the same place. Whether you're taking antidepressants on your own or you're combining it with exercise, or pure exercise without the antidepressants. Very so, so what that says to me is, hey, you know what? It, it it's it feels easier to take a tablet than to do this. Mm-hmm. But why would I be doing something that that is? I'm I, I let's get it, you know, in perspective. If I need to, I will. Okay, so. This is not medical advice telling you don't take any antidepressants. But I'm saying if I can do it and it has no side effects, it builds me for life and it affects the other bits of my life positively. Do that. It And, may-
0: and I think it's very important what you're saying, Johnson, and for our community also. Whatever we discuss here, you have to go and see your physician. You have to see your GP. Correct. You're not telling what you, you want you to do. Uh, we, we're not telling you what to do. Uh, everything here is our experience, our lives. We just want to encourage you to make the right choices. So please do consult your physician. Don't start taking X, Y, Z, or, or don't start lifting weights or doing anything else without doing your own research, consulting your phys, 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 physician, your GP, or et cetera, or professional. That's that's what, important for us to mention.
1: Really important, yes. We're- this is information, hopefully educational
0: and encouragement.
1: encouragement, all of those good things, but it is not specific advice to any one person.
0: Is very good. so so, um, so so depression, and then we move that beyond that and we start doing exercise and uh, how much is too much or how much how often do you need to do um, to start seeing any benefits, generally speaking?
1: Okay. So exercise, in most people's terms, uh, uh, go down two tracks. You go down an aerobic track, or you go down a strength um, strength training direction. And what the research has found is that in order to get a, a greater benefit, you need to be able to do aerobic exercise. So aerobic means basically you got your heart, get your heart rate going. It's about pumping up your heart to a level. Usually it's about half an hour to 40 minutes, and it has to 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 get to a point where you're 75 or 80% of your heart rate reserve. So, you know, in order to, for if you follow those things for maybe three or four times a week, okay, you will see an effect. You will see benefit. So just to point out, I mean, you know as well as I do about heart rate um, and the reserve that you have in your body. and it's 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 dependent on a lot of things, but it's dependent on on your fitness level, and it's dependent on your age. So it's everybody will be different. And there are loads of tables that guys you could check out and see. What is my heart rate and how do I calculate my maximum heart rate? So in in answer to your question, how much and how often, it's about three to four times a week, but it's it's more leaning towards the aerobic than the strength. Strength training, yeah, because I know for me personally, I'm not aiming to, to... build up a lot of bulk and and you know look muscular and all the rest of that that's not where i'm looking at and most people aren't if if, you, if you're looking to body build and all that sort of stuff well i'm sorry you're talking to the wrong person so we're purely talking about fitness exercise as a means to an end
0: and, and it's a component as i said it's a component right because yeah. I mean, momentum life choice is not about getting you uh, into the finals of CrossFit or anything. It's about life choices. We're looking at a whole, and we're looking at a whole uh, individual and their journey in their lives. So, of course, none of us have that desire or passion to become a bodybuilder, but we want to to be healthy and we want to live happy or happier lives. Correct?
1: Exactly. So for me, it's it's. <laughs> When you're on one side of, of fifty, you realize, hold on, uh, the the clock is ticking, and it usually ticks a little bit faster over fifty. Mm-hmm. So, for my my thing is is that if I, I I do believe that there's more things I want to do in life. There are more things that I'm called to do in 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 this world, and I want to be able to do it. So it's not about starting well; uh, it's about finishing the race well. And so the the whole thing about um, life choices Mm -hmm. is about the second half of the journey in my situation Mm -hmm. where I'm saying, yeah. And so this is why the exercise is important. And
0: and I think across any age, what can happen also is, is too much of a good thing or it becomes too much taking all over your life. And then you go to the other side of it, which is start generating injuries and Correct. you are you are in another extreme where that's the only thing you do. And I think that defeats the purpose of resilience, which is a, a well-balanced life, you know, and, and as we like here, you know, body, soul and the spirit. It's the whole concept of your life balanced with yourself yeah. and nature, and with people around you. If, you. if you go down the road of becoming too much, it spoils. And, and then you end up having other problems also because it can become too, too much, right?
1: Correct. So um, I, I was encouraged when uh, I listened to um, Rich Roll, who you know, um, a few years back was was voted in men's fitness as one of the, the top 25 fittest men in the world. And Rich Roll, if you don't know his story, he started off um, with a, as a highly successful lawyer. Then, he got into problems with alcohol, he got into problems with drugs, he got into problems with, with, with weight gain, and then having overcome all of these obstacles, he started to become fit. And the thing is, he was asked once about the question, he said, do you think that um, exercise is now your latest addiction? Because you you've you've grown addicted to a particular thing. And he said, quite honestly, yes, I, I do have to ask myself that question from time to time and, and to check myself. Because, like you say, the whole point of it is, is, is not to, to be a, a totally exercised type person. That is not the goal. The goal is far bigger than, than simply being. The world's fittest X, or the world's you know greatest Iron Man, or, or whatever title you wanted to do, it, it's about about the bigger picture.
0: No, absolutely, and um, I think I agree entirely. Um, I love I, I love um, his book. I've got his book here and his podcast. Also, that we learn a lot from from guys like uh, uh, you know Rick Rick, Rick, Rick Roll and uh, Dave Goggins and other guys. Yep. Um, so talk about weight loss and the increase of strength and, and how improving your body image also can contribute to, to feel good about yourself. Something that you sometimes uh, you talk about.
1: Okay, so in, in terms of body image, now, we all, we all have a particular um, view of, of what we look like. Um, and sometimes, if your body image is, is poor, then it actually holds you back. It it actually makes you think, well, I can't. It goes on the negative side of the the equation where your your body image, you can't lift anything, you you can't do anything. So all of these words like can't start to impinge on your self-image. And if you can change some of it so that your self-image becomes positive, then it, it ap- impacts on all the other pieces so if you change something physically then mentally you start to change and then spiritually you you have greater self belief so the exercise part of it really fits into all of that mm. it may maybe weight loss but i can tell you this from from experience if you ask my wife you, she'll say you know what johnson's a, a much easier person to live with after he's been for a run than before he's been for a run because his mood changes
0: no absolutely even if you go out and walk today we went out for a walk in a nice it was a nice uh you know by the river or by the canal yep and it was sunny and we stopped and we carried on and then we walk a little bit more and we went for a quite a long walk and you come back home, you feel already different. That is not a heavy uh, aerobic exercise, no. but you're already oxi- pumping oxygen in your brain and you feel good about yourself.
1: Exactly. And we're, we're going to do, a, I know, we're going to do an episode around nature and, and mm-hmm. how nature and walking in nature or running in nature has a huge impact on your resilience. But
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that is really important that it's not it is not all about no pain, no gain. Because that, that might be one. Keep it, like you say with Jim Rohn, you need a certain amount of discipline in order to achieve something. But I'm also saying you've got to have some joy in your life as well.
0: I think it was Henry Ford who says that whether, whether you think you can or, or you think you can't, you're right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You, so, you are the defining factor.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. So
1: what what I'd also like to say is on the, the, the flip side of of the, the happiness feeling is that for all of us at this point in time, we are under a huge amount of pressure. Absolutely. And there's, so there's there's in the world today there's chronic pressure. And the 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 key part of your body's makeup, the hormonal part of it that's really important, is cortisol. And cortisol is is the opposite effect to serotonin, where you would start to feel tired, you it's listless, it gives you brain fog, it lowers your memory, it stops you learning new stuff. And so again, the exercise piece of it, this is a really interesting, when I read this, I thought this is amazing, that exercise actually lowers your baseline level of cortisol. Mm-hmm. And what that means in real terms, forget, forget the word cortisol, is, is if you reg- regularly exercise, you are more able to withstand the stress before you get a big spike of cortisol. So that you learn quicker, your memory is sharper. You you may be able to hold your 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 emotions and check better. Simply because of the fact that that your regular exercise helps that baseline level be lower. And really.
0: and, and uh, yes, I, I I agree entirely. I mean that is also connected to a uh, good night of sleep. Correct. Yep. Yep. And uh, the combination of, you know, good nutrition, when to eat. We spoke about that last week. If you haven't seen it, just go back and watch last week's Talk about nutrition and resilience and, and that combined with fitness. And that we're going to talk more in another episode all about sleeping and, you know, our body clocks. And, you know, how important it is that the rest yep. for fitness. Resting is it's very important.
1: Yes, definitely. We, we will come on to, to sleep another day. So again, like say to you, the, the thing about it is that here, here's an interesting point I wanted to, to make to you. You know what? I believe I can give you a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And you go, really? How do you do that? Well, again, they, they found this, this um chemical that your heart produces. It's called ANP. Now it, it it's short for atrial natriuretic protein. So, but forget that for now. The the, the whole thing it's called ANP. And when when your heart rate goes up quick, so it, it it's, it's your heart rate speeded up. Your heart produces this thing called ANP, and it doesn't just affect your body. It affects your brain. And in a lab, what they did, what did, they gave these volunteers a, a substance that blocked ANP in the brain. And you know what happened? A hundred percent of those volunteers got panic attacks. Wow. So what that says to you is that when you're exercising regularly, something in your heart, some of the cells, produces a chemical that calms you down, that stops you from panicking. So it's like this is the anti-panic button, if you want.
0: Very interesting, Johnson. Uh, do you have any examples of people that you've coached and or helped uh, in resilience that you could, you know, that you have seen that?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I have many, but one one person comes to mind, a person that you and I know, um, oh, a number of years has, has, has um, been troubled with, with things like mental health. And about 18 months to two years ago, he, he started to, to seriously run. And seriously run meaning he got challenged to say, hey, would you do a 10K run for charity? And at that point in time, he saying, I'm not sure I can do that. I've done a little bit, but I like to stop, start, stop, start. I don't run very far. I don't run very fast. And he said, yeah, but he gave it a shot. And the thing is, 18 months ago to now, I I can't stop him because he's doing more than 10K three times a week.
0: Wow.
1: His goal is not to be, you know, Super Ultraman or Iron Man or anything of those those sort of you know really um, extreme things. But I asked him the other day and I said, "Hey, you know, how are you doing mentally?" And he said, "Well, you know, you know, I, I used to suffer with, with um, bouts of depression." I said, "What I've found now is that those those." One, the number of episodes have reduced. So, if for instance you're getting six, eight times a month, it'd be really low. He said, now they're about two or three times per month. And he says, the other thing is that I found that I bounced back a lot quicker.
0: And this is what we want for resilience, isn't it? The exactly. ability to bounce back.
1: The ability to bounce back is, is key. So this isn't about making you invincible to the point you feel nothing. Because, hey, we do, life happens. And so for this, for this guy, you we both know. He says, yeah. And I can hear it in his voice. The strength is there. You can, could, you could, when you, you talk, you you see, you hear a different level of mental sharpness. Um, oh. And it, it's, he put it down, because nothing else has changed. He's on the same meds that he has been for the last 20, 30 years. The meds haven't changed. Um, his nutrition has changed a little bit. It's got a lot better. In fact, he... he There's a lot of this um, time-restricted eating and calorie restriction, but that in itself hasn't changed. And the only thing that that majorly changed is is exercise and fitness level.
0: That's amazing. That's unbelievable. Um, So a lot of people might say, oh, that's fine, but you don't know my life, uh, how busy I am. I don't have much time i have the children i have my my partner my husband or wife or whatever or i have um, you know a sick family uh, member that i have to look after so no matter what the situation they might say i don't have time so yeah. what what do you have to say about that
1: hey join the rest of the human race <laughs> who has time but here's the thing when when i watch these guys who actually make the time and i have friends who have have gone from saying well you know i I used to get up at seven o'clock in the morning i used to get the kids ready for school etc etc but now um i've made it a a habit i've made it a pattern in my life that i'd be up at at five o'clock half past six whatever it is and i've got my priorities I I would do a a walk, I do some mental visualizations, I would would, um, speak gratitude over my life, and all these things. So it is possible to make the time to fit the the thing into to have a regular pattern of putting it in. And so that's the first thing, is that we all have some flexibility but I can't tell you where it is. So you need you need to actually search it out for yourself. It might be um, at midday. A lot of people who, who started doing something in the middle of the day, instead of um, leaning over their computer for 12 till 1, they say, okay, well, I'll take half an hour out of that and I, I'll go for half an hour's walk. But failing all of that, if you can't do any of that, there's hits, high-intensity interval training, which, again, has only just come into the, the, the public domain in the last 15 years or so. It's become quite popular.
0: And, and, and lot... that, I think, is for any age, isn't it? Any it, age. You can, you can search online. You're going to find channels now yep. directing that to any age.
1: Yep. I started doing hits watching Joe Wicks. Uh, and, and, hey... Uh, 18 months ago I was doing Joe Wicks Beginners and I thought, wow, you got to be kidding. I feel like I'm going to die after five <laughs> minutes and he wants me to do 15 minutes as a beginner. But if, yeah. if 15 minutes is too much, do five. Mm. You know, because five is better than zero.
0: If you if you know, there's a, there's a program that I used to to, to do um, called T25 and I think it's uh, Sean T., I mean, yeah. if you if you do that one, you're gonna it's it's really like killing, man. I'm telling you. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, there is, we're not short of it. No, uh, it's about how you prioritize and how you divide your time and even even go to bed with your runners on, you know, or or whatever whatever helps. I, I have not- all my sets of weights next here on the floor. Yeah, and uh, we don't have much gym time now because the gyms are closed now. Yep. Uh, my weights are here. And you know, I have a little bit further down. I've got a living room. I have more exercise mats, so everything is spread that we yep. can just bump into some of these things and do like a five minutes, ten minutes, and then, hey, it's something, right? So exactly,
1: yeah. If if you can't do it all in one go, do it in 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 small sections.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and that is not only for super fit people. that is for anybody. anybody can start, anybody can do it. Correct?:
1: Correct. because the goal is not fitness. Fitness is a step along the way. Mm-hmm. Fitness gives you the mental reserve, the physical reserve, the spiritual reserve to to be more than you you, you, you are at present.
0: Mm-hmm. What about BDNF? Talk a little bit about that before we finish.
1: Okay, so BDNF is is stands for, uh, so I'm gonna say it, but forget it.
0: I brain, I forget it.
1: Brain derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, and what they found, okay, is BDNF is like fertilizer to your brain. If if you want to fertilize your mind, then You need BDNF. Um, And I remember years back, people say, you know what? It's all doom and gloom. By the time you hit, was it 30 or 35, your brain cells are, are dying so quickly, you might as well pack it in. And then only in the last few years, they discovered this thing called BDNF. And BDNF allows new brain cells to grow in, in in your brain so if you can find a way of increasing your bdnf production you decrease the risk of alzheimers you increase your ability to learn stuff you 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 physically change your your brain as you go along mm-hmm. so bdnf is is key now So you then say to me, hey, so what actually grows your BDNF? How do you get more of this this gold stuff? Well, they found that yoga helps. They found that playing the piano helps. They found that anything that that this learning helps. They find that mindfulness helps. But you know what the number one thing they found that, that changes BDNF levels? What we're talking about today. Exercise.
0: Exercise. Excellent.
1: And in terms of resilience, if if you want to be more resilient, if you want to encourage your brain to be more plastic, neuroplasticity is is the key. That's why kids can bunk so quickly because they're they're full of energy, a brain sort of stuff. They exercise without thinking about it. So their Mm -hmm. brains are growing. And so to, to grow your brain, to, to put in some fertilizer in there, that's what you need,
0: so in summary, be like a kid,
1: be like a kid.
0: Go back, <laughs> go back, and you know be that's playful. My- be playful, be happy, be like a kid. Be <laughs> moving all the time. I was watching a few videos this week about a guy in a sixty five year old and now I watch her eighty five year old and it's like, the secret is keep moving. Keep smiling, yeah. keep doing. they they I was watching their workout is amazing. And these yep. eighty-five-year-old guys say my grandchildren cannot keep up with me. Yep. I said what? You know, it was amazing to see that. But absolutely, like keep moving, keep doing, keep always, uh, yep. you know, pushing for something different and learning something new. And 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 fitness plays very much at the heart of what we're doing. Yep. Uh, thank you very much, Johnson. I I'm having such a great time uh, talking about resilience and different aspects of our lives. I think today we focus on fitness. You haven't seen it. At the last two episodes, we talk about nutrition, and we talk about mental health in the beginning. Also, uh, uh, specific with the focus on where we are today and what we're living through all over the world. So it doesn't matter where you are. It's great to have you here. Great to have you watching. Uh, uh, you know, share, like, uh, comment. You know, subscribe to the channel. And this community is about us learning how to make better cho- life choices and improve our lives and growing. You know, and, and and be happier in our journey, and sharing that with uh, each other. So, thank you very much, Johnson.
1: Okay, you're welcome. Just just to add to that, I, I put my piece in it that that while while we chat, we are not experts. We as the we're two the of us, we're on the journey, and so I know that there are many people who who have different parts to that journey, who can add their own experiences, and we learn from each other. So, the more we interact with each other, the more the learning magnifies and is distributed. So, guys,
0: absolutely
1: be welcome to put anything you think that is helpful to others along the way.
0: Yeah, let's help each other and you know, let's help each other to have to live better lives. Thank you so much, Johnson. Peace. We speak soon. Take care. Okay.